covers the Chiefs. With that, time's yours. And you're in that place where you're in the playoffs. He covers the Royals. Flair, over there in the middle, on the left. Salvador, just uh, take us through your emotions. He covers college sports. But one great thing about the conference tournament, where I think it gives teams hope. And every now and then, he likes a good laugh. Make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? He's Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star on the program. Second half of the program begins right now. Uh, Saran Petro, Curtis Siebold, Adam Gravetta. With you, we continue to monitor everything going on with the uh, tragic shooting that occurred uh, yesterday afternoon at the uh, Chiefs Parade. The uh, latest update is that one of the three that uh, were uh, brought into custody has been released. Uh, They have decided that... uh, the third person brought into custody did not have anything to do with the uh, shooting. And so now two in custody, 23 injured uh, in this overall. Uh, also recently uh, in the last hour, I guess a couple hours ago now, uh, Children's Mercy had a press conference. They have released all that they treated except for three. Uh, all three of those are expected to make a full recovery. So uh, that is the latest on what we know um, from everything coming out with the uh, shooting yesterday at the uh, Chiefs rally. We'll keep you up to date with that as we continue forward. You just heard Blair Kirkhoff joining us here in the uh, program, brought to you by our frames at Art and Frame Warehouse. FrameKC.com, 9112 Metcalf. That's basically 91st, southwest corner 91st of Metcalf, maybe 92nd of Metcalf. Uh, right there in the strip mall, the best in the business when it comes to framing your sports memorabilia or framing anything. It's Art and Frame Warehouse. Mention 810, mention the program, mention Petro. Uh, you will get a discount. It's uh, FrameKC.com. That's framekc.com. See them in person. Their staff is fantastic. They buy in bulk like the big box stores do, but uh, you get custom designs, one-on-one, attention to detail, custom designing of your framing. Uh, they do all kinds of great things like adding photographs uh, in. If you got like an autographed jersey and you want like an action photo, uh, they can get that photo, put it in, and uh, make it part of the uh, framing. Just beautiful designs. Uh, the best when it comes to uh, framing. Everything comes with a lifetime guarantee. Find them online at framekc.com. Uh, Blair, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Uh, you were not uh, at the uh, parade yesterday, correct? No, uh, did not go downtown yesterday for the parade. Just real quick, I mean, we've said we're, we're trying to uh, you know, give people a little bit of a release uh, from uh, what has been just a horrible tragedy here in our town. And uh, But to, when did you start to get a feel that, uh-oh, this is really bad? Well, I guess uh, like most people who did not go down there um, you know, were watching the coverage. And, I, and I'm flipping back and forth on the TV stations. Uh, so among, you know, 41 and 9 and, and Five and four, uh, so I, I think I was on forty-one when uh, you could see in the ba- as as Mick and their anchors were wrapping up. Mick Schaefer, you could see people running in the background and thinking, "Well, that's wonder what, what what's going on there." And before they went off the air, uh, they they addressed that and they stayed on the air to uh, to to address it. So uh, listen, I. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to the local media during all this because when there's a a national story, as this became, then a lot of people 
you know, they'll turn to national news. But nobody covers this stuff better than the people who live here. And you guys and uh, local television, the Kansas City Star, they were the leaders in covering all this. And whenever there's an incident anywhere in the country, I, I always recommend people follow the local media there. They know what's going on. They're they they're they're there. Not we all watch our CNN or our Fox News or or whatever wherever we get our national news. But in in times like this, follow your and that's true even now. I mean, even day after twenty four hours later, they have the sources. Yeah, absolutely. They have the sources. They have the knowledge. Follow your local media in times like this. Yeah, it was uh, it was a rough day. Uh, no uh, doubt. Whole, oh my gosh, it's it's still it's still rough. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and we'll always be part of the uh, conversation that comes with this uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. From, from uh, pure party, total joy to on a gorgeous day. Yeah, the the best day we had for parade since the Royals, which was a great. Remember that in November of fifteen, that was incredible. Um, yeah, and and I thought just from an I haven't seen any crowd estimates, but I just thought from watching on TV. I thought it was the largest of the parade crowds that I had seen with the Chiefs. The previous two were in overcast weather, cold weather. This was a glorious day, and uh, I just think the crowds were deeper along the side. And and at um, you know at the National World War One Museum and a memorial in front of Union Station, so uh, couldn't have had a bigger crowd. And um, and then for it to end the way that it did is, uh, you're right. We won't we won't have another. We won't have another gathering quite like that without. I, well, I don't. First of all, I don't know if we'll have another gathering quite like that. And and uh, but we certainly won't have a sports celebration. Uh, the same. It won't be the same. And and so why is that significant? Uh, well, the World Cup is coming in two two years, and that's not just you know six games at Arrowhead over a month long period, fan fests. Base camps. There's going to be tens of thousands yes. of visitors coming to Kansas City during that time, and um, and and you know now we we're, we're going to be thinking about security and safety more than ever. Uh, my wife uh, had a story uh, that somebody had written, I think, from down in Dallas, and uh, basically they were saying that this was the very last Super Bowl parade. That because of this, because of the inability that that. And I don't know that maybe that's a, a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I, I do think to a degree it changes things when we find that it was a dispute, and then you know people were caught in crossfire. Basically, is yeah, what that's exactly. Well, I shouldn't say exactly, but that's what that's I, what it seems. Right. That's what, what it, it seems, seems now. Yes. Some news. Uh, Fox Four says the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office tells them that the two juveniles in custody right now will be charged by them if and when they are certified to stand trial as adults by family court. That's still obviously a fluid situation, but that's from the latest from the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. I'll repeat that. They tell Fox 4 that the two juveniles in custody right now will be charged by them if and when they are certified to stand trial as adults by family court. And Todd said that this is probably not going to go from the people he'd been talking to. Uh, He said earlier today that's probably not going to go the way people want, that we're not going to know names because they're juveniles, and we may not get a lot of details about the case because they're juveniles. And so I think that's going to be very frustrating, very disappointing, and, and very hard for people to deal with. It, it is, for sure, and especially the family of uh, Lisa Lopez uh, Galvan. Or I, mm-hmm. I can, Sorry, I can't. I that's it. Is that it, Galvan? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, look, 
Um, and to read about her and everything she meant to her community. Oh, just so horrible. I mean, and so horrible. And so, yes, to the point about the parades, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I do think that kind of changes it. This, but, but I mean, how does it change it? Like, if if there's a, you know, a disturbed person or an evil person, however you want to describe someone, well, well, I had never thought of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how I can make a splash. I mean, that, doesn't that terrify? That's what I think yes. of. Is like, what nut jobs out there going? Well, what a great idea, right. you know? Right, like right. that—that's—it's awful to think, but it is scary. I mean, I, I think it will cut numbers down. I, I heard some of the people being interviewed yesterday are saying, "I've been to all three of the cheese parades, but I won't be back if there's a fourth one." Yeah. Well, and let's assure them there will be a fourth. There'll be a, an occasion to have one. Yeah. Um, but and the other look, the counter to that is. Um, are, are you? Are we going to allow our way of life to change because of this? Um, is this is this dispute between two people that are less than eighteen year old, eighteen years old, going to change the way we go about our, um, uh, you know, our, our celebration, or do we finally dig down and find? Or seek solutions to this problem beyond, you know, banning guns and uh, you know the surface level stuff that that everybody talks about and um, and and and, um, and and nothing seems to change. I uh, I, I did look up uh, w- when incidents like this happened previously. We're not the first parade to have violence. The Dodgers World Series parade. There was shooting. Two people died in, in a shooting during the parade when the Dodgers was whenever that was eighteen nineteen whatever uh, twenty seventeen whatever that you're right yeah. twenty right when they that was the COVID year right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Milwaukee uh, when the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA title a couple of years ago there was a shooting there no death uh, but a, but a shooting so there was an incident to the Texas Rangers parade uh, just this past uh, year when the Rangers won the World Series so. Stuff happens at parades. Stuff happens when you get five hundred thousand people together. I don't care what the occasion is. Five hundred thousand people is the if that's the you know if if that was the number that's the population of the city of Kansas City. Yes, it's exactly the number. You know, things are going to happen when when you put five hundred thousand people together. So I'm not trying to dismiss it. I just I've been trying to explain it to myself for the last twenty four hours. Yeah, and I, and I don't know that there's a, a good way to do it. I don't know either. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, in time we'll see how uh, we handle things here moving forward. But, yeah, uh, very, very frustrating to say the least. Um, Blair Kirkhoff is with us here in the program. As I said, we'll continue to give you any updates along the way uh, that we get as they uh, become available. Uh, Blair, I want to get uh, your thoughts about they're talking again about, Expanding the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I saw that during the Super Bowl. I saw that. Yeah, I'm thinking, really, we're, we're going there again? It's inevitable. I thought 320 teams <laughs> is too many. It's it's never gotten smaller. No, it has not gotten. So why, why you know, I, where that that kind of was, uh, you know, made you know, colored for me in a, in a in a way was when. Conference expansion, and people are like, "Yeah, well, that's it. That's all they're going." Like, why would you say that? They've done mm-hmm. nothing but expand. 
right? Like, who's to say we won't have Big Ten SEC merge into one? Right, right. Well, the only, it, the only it, time it's gone the other way is when teams have gotten poached. Po- right. Yeah, and, and the Big 12 went from 12 to 10 for, for yes. a, a year. Yeah, but no year. one has ever willingly <laughs> gotten smaller. Right. All they We're do is get, boot these get two bigger. teams out. Um, you know, it, it it's, you know, something that's being talked about again. And I, I, I'm all for it. I, I think I, we, once you went by 64, what are we what are we waiting on? <laughs> would be my answer. <laughs> like if you're not going to have the perfect bracket, once you got this screwy little add-on up there that screws up everybody's bracket, what are we waiting on? I love. I now have grown to love the play-in games. Tuesday and Wednesday are some of my favorite games. Now maybe I wouldn't love it if they were. You know, I don't. I don't know that I'm ready for 128. So 128 would would make it. Uh, that would get one. Everybody would have one extra game. Everyone would have 128. To play seven. So you'd everybody after that first, then you'd, you'd be down to 64. Be, but it, but if you played 128, you'd be the Thursday Friday schedule for four days instead of two. Right. If you did that, and that was the first week. That could be fun. Uh, I don't know that I hate well, it. Well, so there are. I think it's three sixty three this year playing Division One ball. Is it? Yes, three sixty three, and um, I, I know that because I think that's what Missouri is in rebounding uh, <laughs> division. No, but uh, You're in a lot oh, of oh, <laughs> oh, Curtis. Yeah, it's I can push back that? from me. Are you going to take that just there? He's, oh my God, he's got the seal chair. I've, I've, I've got the flag at the front of that parade. <laughs> Uh, but it seems to be about, I don't know, five to ten new ones every year, it seems like. maybe yeah. that, that may be too much. But yeah, I'm looking at an article here that specifically says 363. Um, at some point, it it will be expanded. It, it just will. Because you'll, you'll we'll, we'll approach 400 here pretty soon, a number of Division One teams. And when that, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll buy the argument. I, I said 64 was the perfect number. And it was the perfect number, but it was the perfect number when there were 275 teams playing Division One basketball, and now it's almost 100 more. 100 more. So, yeah, I, I can understand it. Um, un, you know, as, as same with college football. Just because you know we're going to play extra games in the in the tournament doesn't mean you're going to play fewer regular regular season games. And by gosh, we're not getting rid of the conference championship games because those make money. Um, you won't reduce the regular season in college basketball. My request would be to start college basketball later. Make it wow. a second semester. Start it in December and have it go to May. Why haven't you said anything like that, Seren? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, no, 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 you're if, good. If I, if I I'm, touch I'm, a nerve here. I'm, no, I'm, 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 he loves you. He's I, about to hug I think you. you're 100% correct. I mean, I'm May Madness is long overdue. Use, use the whole second semester for it. You know, Start before, right before Christmas and go. And, yeah, the idea that you have to be done before baseball season starts is, is silly, if that's the reason why they want to cut it off there. Well, by God, Nance wants you done before the Masters. But well, he ain't doing it anymore. So. Friends. Oh. <laughs> He may not be doing much anymore if they keep having the kind of calls like they had in that Super Bowl. Oh, I keep hearing I, that. I, I because I, I, listen, you know oh, what we're finding Jim, out. Jim, it's unbelievable. And it, it, well, I watched it again last night, and uh, like, all right, hold that thought. 
Because <laughs> I do want to talk about that. We'll talk about that. I, I want to hear, and I want to hear your impressions because I obviously didn't watch the game. I just I give me my impression. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> different kind of impression. <laughs> this is Andy Reid. Here's what I he does. This is what he did. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice it because after the Hardman, touchdown. I didn't notice it live because we were all celebrating exactly, at my that's house. Exactly yeah. what was going on, and then but I hear, watching it back, I'm like, oh my god! And he's like, fun. oh, Kansas City with the jackpot, and Tony Romo starts and screaming, I, yeah. and I'm like, dude. And I just saw. All right, let's put the expansion <laughs> off to the side. Yeah, let's take it. Let's Sorry. finish expansion, Sorry. and then we'll go. All right, all right, yeah. all right. All right. Okay. Um, we got an hour. What? Uh, so how, on so expansion. How, how would you do the? How would you do the tournament with? with three, well, I think three, three, I think two, I think if no? eventually you're going to 128, if that's where you're going, and then. You do that over time. I don't. I don't think you just you phase flip it the in. switch. Phase it in. I think you phase it in. But I think we quit pussyfooting around at like two at a time, crap, and we go ahead and say, "All right, we've got we've got you know four extra now. We're going to take this on out to you mm-hmm. know let's let's get sixteen. Let's get a you know let's get some real. Let's figure out what is it. I think TV will dictate yeah. it, and it's why I wouldn't be shocked if they did go to one twenty eight. They actually entertained that ten years ago. It, it had, yeah. You're right, and I think right. they do see it as well. Wait a minute, we get so much money from the that Thursday and Friday. Really, that is the jewel of the tournament. And if you could turn those two days into six days, like well, you'd have a lot Especially more blowouts. I don't know. Would we really? Yeah. Not not really, because the bottom end is still going to be the teams from the little conferences. And every time we have play-in games, which I initially was like, why are we playing in in the middle? Yeah. But it's like it actually makes all the sense because we're taking we're playing in for the lowest auto bids, yep. and we're playing in for the lowest at largest. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. And if you keep doing that, we, we've seen the the play-in games in the at large portion kick ass go clear the final fours yeah yeah so the concept that they can't win a couple of games is erroneous that you can't go deeper into that pool because they're largely the same teams and so i think you know listen and the way the portal has leveled out a lot of the talent there's guy there are better players in those other schools to get in playing time than not sitting on benches for powerhouse let me give you a god let me give you a matchup i'll never watch virginia tech oregon state on a wednesday night in february no chance but make it part of the NCAA tournament? Can't miss it. But if one of those teams is going to be crying because their season's yes. over at the yeah. end of it, yes. give it to me. And by the then, way, you- I'm all in. And so it is made for TV entertainment. So what are we waiting on? Because a, this is no different than the fat asses in orange jackets that ran the Bulls for a year that kept us from getting to a playoff. The problem is it's just us that are the fat asses stuck in our way as consumers. That are like, I like the 64, but that's gone. Like, I like the horse and buggy, too. I'm not buying one. You know, the combustion engine's here, dumbass. Let's go. And as you said, 64 was great when there were 275 teams. Just using that number, the percentage of that, if you farmed it out to pulled out to 363, that's 84 teams. That's the same percentage that 64 (laughs) was at that point. Yeah. So. So, I mean, and maybe that's how we do it. We go back to whatever and start at what it was at 64 to begin. Mm-hmm. That that was the last yeah. year. What was it when they went in to 64? I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, 85. How many Division One teams were there? And let's just, you know, kind of track that percentage because the money that is there will more than well, pay that, for, that, you that, know. That's important because um, the, the college sports may insist on expanding because they need the money. 
Yeah. Because Cause they're losing sponsorship to NIL deals. Yes. They, Companies are paying gonna, players instead of them. They're going to need the And money. I think, and I absolutely, 100%, and I have, I've only skimmed these different things, so maybe there's one that says, uh, at the root of this is the fact that not enough much sponsorship money is coming in. But I guarantee you they're afraid of it. Mm. If, if it hasn't already hit their bottom line, they're afraid of it. Yeah. And, uh, and listen, you give me more quality college basketball? It's already being engulfed by the NFL. So, yes, it's an absolute no-brainer to move it back and make it a second-semester sport, you know, or start at Christmas or whatever you got to do, right? Like, but playing games largely from January to May and have May Madness stand alone, like go up against baseball and not the NFL. Maybe the seems cha- smart championship game on Memorial Day Sunday or Monday. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a great idea to me. A good weekend there. Uh, sounds like a great idea. I, I don't know why we wouldn't do it. You, I love college basketball. Then stop saying you don't want it to expand. How come in football we love college football and we can't wait for more playoffs? But in basketball, no. I don't get it. I mean, particularly if you're naming, if you're Kansas, fine. You go every year. But if you're K-State or Missouri, what are you thinking well, not being year. on board with this? Yeah, especially K-State this year. Yeah. They, they, they would need the expanded tournament to get in. I mean, like, what is the negative? What am I missing here? It um, literally is just old man stink. It's always been that it's never, we've never had that. The moon, <laughs> it's made of cheese. It's in the sky where it belongs. Man wasn't meant to go to the moon. What I mean, seriously, it couldn't be anymore. Just old fart, can't stand new idea. I saw the headline, uh, like I said, last week at the Super Bowl, but I didn't know who was proposing it. Where, where is this coming from? Uh, it was conference commissioners, wasn't it? That was, was it? They got together. I think it was meeting. one of the things that came from that meeting between um, the Big Ten and SEC were the drivers on it. Right here, and it, It's an interesting argument for the uh, – uh, well, the Big 12 isn't leading the charge like the Big Ten or SEC. They're not standing basketball conference, and it talks about what they would get. Yeah. NCAA Division One Transformation Committee mm. submitted its final official recommendations to the D1 Board of Directors last month. And Brett Yarmark is hoping to play the Final Four in Paris if he gets his say. <laughs> well, Yarmark actually, here's a quote from Yarmark. He said, uh, I want to see the best teams competing for a national championship. No different than the Big Ten and SEC wants to see in football. I'm not sure that is currently happening. <laughs> so I think he's like, oh, oh, you don't want to expand the football. But you want to come into my – to expand the basketball? Well, stop, your mark, because more of your teams will get in, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get head out of rectum and let's go. I don't get he, he, it. He's the big basketball advocate, though. He is um, – uh, he, he knows he's sitting on the best conference in the country, and uh, he, he wants – yeah, he's the he's the one that well, wants Gonzaga better, he, and UConn in this league. He, he better watch his his comments because there's more money in the Big Ten and the SEC, and they're starting to get pissed. As, you know, the Big Ten is tired of hearing about how they never win anything, and they've got a lot of money, and they're going to plow it into it. And all of a sudden, when they're getting all the seeds, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> they're paying their basketball players a million five, and my schools can only afford seven fifty. You're going to want a seed at that. So you better think big picture here and not the fact that you've been on a pretty good run here of late. Okay. Because previous to five years ago, didn't anybody in this league pee a drop in the Final Four but Kansas? So settle down, Sparky. 
thinking, oh, we own basketball. Okay. Talk about not being able to remember past last year. I mean, well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm with you. More tournament, less regular season, for sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yep. Cut out some of that fluff at the beginning, and let's go. Yep. Yep. I don't get it. Uh, Blair Kirkhoff is with us. We'll take a break. We'll get into Jim Nance and uh, Tony Romo and uh, what the hell is going on there. Uh, also get into the way-too-early top 25s, which are smiling on the local schools. Uh, we do that next here in the program. All right, the good sense, end of the hour answer. Harrison Butker, third kicker with four field goals in a single Super Bowl last for the other two. Jeez, I don't know. Was uh, the Giants? Nope. Uh, How about Ray Wershing? Ray Wershing was the last to do it. 49ers and Bengals in Super Bowl 16. Well done, Blair. Tells you the other one goes back even further, obviously. Goes back almost something. Goes back almost as far as you can. Don Chandler, Packers, Raiders, Super Bowl two. So Butker, just the third ever to do it, and the first in more than 40 years. A dude. I, I, he's really good. He is so good. I, I've started to reevaluate my future Hall of Famers on the roster. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's he's, uh, he's headed there. I'm with you. Yeah. He, he had, he's he had, on the list. He had arguably the greatest kicking season in the history of the NFL this yep. year. And wasn't all pro or made the Pro Bowl. I, I, I'm what I said about that was I'm hoping there are two or three at the end of his career where he doesn't really deserve yeah, it, where he gets it. I mean, they clearly gave. Tucker, who's still very good, but he got the career achievement award because Bucker was definitively better. Yep. Yep. One of his kicks was with the deflated ball. <laughs> One of his misses, remember? <laughs> came off the Panthers practice squad. They, they cut this guy. Right. Yep. That, that is the beauty. Uh, by the way, Good Sense, GoodSenseSubs.com. That's what we gave away right there. You can get you some Good Sense tonight. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com. Put your order in. Pick whatever time you want to pick it up. Uh, they'll be happy to give it to you. Plus, don't forget about their keto-friendly, their low-carb-friendly option. Uh, they got the uh, meatball side with the uh, meatball with the signature marinara sauce on it, the Parmesan cheese. You can go extra cheesy. Add some provolone to it and still... Still be carb conscious. Uh, go to goodsensesubs.com to put your order in today. Um, Nance Romo. By the way, Adam has the clip ready to go if you want to play it. Yeah, let's. Here's the here's the end of the game, right? Which you have a championship. By the way, it's CBS Television. So people are like, well, yeah. you know, Kevin Harlan talk. It's radio. It's a little bit different. There's pictures, video. Even uh, to tell the story, uh, here is the game ending on CBS. First and goal. Mahomes wins it. It's there. Hartman, jackpot, Kansas City. And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about him saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for his one Super Bowl, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Where Michael Jordan wins it again. Didn't let it breathe much. Did not let it breathe. I mean, I think he'd had the Michael Jordan idea in his mind for a while. But I, I will stick up for him a little bit and say, where's the producer? Where's somebody in his ears? Where was somebody? What did they not have? Now, listen, maybe we'll find in a book 10 years from now. It was gone over. 
Time and time again, shut up when it's done. This is Jim Nance time. And Tony Romo just whizzed all over it. But if you talk to people who know Tony Romo, they say he's a great guy. Yeah. So I find it hard to believe that a great guy suddenly went, me, me, me time. (laughs) And I don't think he's a moron. I don't think if he'd ever... Actually, and supposedly they brought him in before they ever hired him and did multiple games on TV with Nance to see how it sounds, right? So, like, he trained. He was like, I don't know it all. How are we going to do this? And he was willing to come in and do games. So all that, I have a hard time deciding that this was Tony Romo, run amok, look at me, because I think he's too smart to know that, that's not how it's going to go over, at least not in the industry, for sure. I think just it, it, to a call that from last spring that we love, Virginia Furman. Furman cans a three to take a lead. Eventually they go on to beat fourth-seeded Virginia in the first round. And we saw a video, and this where I, I agree with you, Seren, and I wonder if it was on a producer or maybe Jim Nance, because we saw the video of the of um, Stan Van Gundy, Kevin Harlan. I can't remember who the third guy was. But Harlan made the call, the shot going in, and then had, if you watch that video, he kind of put his arms out around in front of Van Gundy and the third guy to kind of Harlan. Well, those football boots are pretty big. He may not have been able to reach over and and, and put it in front of him. Well, a couple things. I thought Nance was fine. I I like his call. That call was great. That call, no no problem with that call. The other thing, football games don't end this way. This is really unusual for a football, a walk-off football game that's not yeah. a field goal, right? It's a touchdown walk-off. It doesn't seem like he was ready for the – yes, he, I think he, he had things in his mind, but he wasn't ready for that he, moment. He did the same thing last year when Butker kicked the game winner. It was four or five seconds left in the clock against the Bengals in the FC Championship game. Ball goes to the, the uprights. Um, directors looking right, for crowd cutting for crowd on. shots and he's oh they've been the Bengals and they get to this spot and they're they've worked so hard and they're trying to get back and they just had that one chance and who, who, I'm just like why, do they why? have they fired everybody in TV that made more than three seventy five an hour <laughs> and the television producer is some green ass rookie yeah. who hasn't done anything like what is going on it's national TV like if CBS is like well at least they're giving it all to Romo if they're in an exec there going listen. It's a team effort, fellas. We can't talk about all the guys in the truck and look at our camera. What a great shot on the crew. Yeah. Well, you dumbasses got to wake up during the broadcast, too. I, I showed someone this earlier this week. Uh, I can't remember who it was. This is a TV. This is Vince Scully, the all-timer. I remember oh, yeah. radio very famously when Aaron hit his 715th home run, he got up and walked out of the booth. And there was like a minute 50 yeah. he laid out. And wow. that's radio he did that. On television, game five of the 84 World Series, Tigers are up three games to one. They're about to win. They're up 5-4 in the ninth, or in the bottom of the eighth. Gibson hits the three-run shot off Gossage. That kind of salts it away. It's 8-4. He just goes, and there it goes. And he sat out the entire next batter. (laughs) Somebody, Lance Parrish, was up there and struck out nothing. They're cutting. Gary Coyle's cutting the shots. And the crowd's going crazy. And they go back. And finally, the, the, the following batter gets up. He makes an out. Then he starts talking. He laid out for almost two minutes. And Joe Garagiola knew just to sit there and wait it out. Yeah, and it was when you go back and watch it, and that game's on YouTube. It makes that moment so evocative, just because you're seeing the crowd and you're hearing it, and you're watching these, and that's all you get. Yeah, it's it's it's. And Romo has some. I mean, on that drive or when the on the uh, 
the crossing pattern to to, to, to Rasheed Rice. Oh, right. Rice yeah. He goes, oh, the, the Niners are all up there. They're, they're, they're going to drop out of that. And as soon as they do it, he goes, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's a, he, he's still off him. There's a lot of good things about him, but he does he does still do a lot of things right. I mean, he yeah, he went back to studying this year. Yeah, I mean, last year was like, I don't know, Jim. Let's see, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> By the way, there's a great. There's a, I have to find the, the link to it. There's a guy that does impressions of two guys, and it's he does it as Tony Romo and Chris Collinsworth as roommates. And it's always, like, hey, I'm trying to get in and out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in in time. <laughs> he just does the college work laugh. It is so funny. But you're, but you're right, sir, in that um, I don't know how many people in Kansas City heard it the first time. Right. You know, right. Just, we were all going, going nuts on the play itself. And then but it got immediately bombed by the national media writers that are like, this just sucked. This was terrible. And, like, one guy, there's a big one. I can't remember which one I read, but a guy d- does that does that column all the time. And he's like, oh, and there's all this, like, throughout, hey, buddy, buddy, like, well, how about these buddies talk about what the hell they're going to do, you know, at the end of the game at some point? Like, stop stop trying to sell me on how much you like each other if you don't even have a plan for how the end of the game's going to go. I was like, yeah, no doubt, man. Like, are those two at, at odds? And, of course, this guy's like, well, for a broadcast team that's making over thirty million dollars collectively, like eleven and change for Nance and eighteen plus yeah. for, for Roma, like this this can't happen, right? Like, and and I do agree, like they're making all the money. The guy in the truck ain't making that. So, like, hey, how about you two idiots? But you got the mic button off. Turn yeah. them both off. Yeah. That, that that was a shame because I, I read the reviews as well and. It was a, a, an opportunity to have a call for the ages, a walk-off football win that wasn't a field goal, uh, when it's just good. <laughs> um, but, no, it, you know, it, going back and listening to it, uh, like we all did later, it, it's a shame that it, you know, you, you just, okay, is he going to stop now? Is he going to stop The director now? could have, oh, could have just easily gone, lay out. Yeah. And like if he'd have just been like, oh, it's the crossing pattern injuries, get off, snuff, it's stop, stop. And then he would have wrapped up fairly quick and you could have let it. I think once he got going, you might as well have finished. But listen, this is not unique there. That's true. We do remember the 88 championship with the Kansas Jayhawks. Mm -hmm. God bless Max Falkenstein. But Bob Davis nails the call that he had been building to. Yeah, what yeah. the dream is real was that what it was? It was the dream is alive. The dream I think. is alive. The dream all is alive. The dream is alive. But then the dream was real. Then the dream is real. And when they the went, the dream was real. And Max goes, "Yay! What a beautiful day!" Which that is Max. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that was radio. it. And then it sat. And it yeah. is radio. And then it sat. But even that, those of us in the business have talked about for a long time, like. Bob Davis nailed that thing, and then God bless Max. There he was, but he was just so happy. So that you know, and, and that was that almost has become a romanticized and, moment. Now. And he's a Jayhawk as much as there's a Jayhawk. But from a broadcasting standpoint, that Max should have been like, that's the play-by-play guy's time to I, hit it. I will. Uh, I'll say this for for Max and that call. I, he later, sometime later. Uh, had a, a thought where he remembered guys off of the 52 Kansas team, the last one to win an NCAA. Mm-hmm. And he says, I wonder what Lavella and I wonder what Kenny and all these guys are thinking now. And I, it was a nice touch, nice to, to go back into history because, of course, he was there. I mean, he was there in 52 right. when he did it. The other thing is, I agree. I thought that Bob Davis call was great. He hated the call in 08 
with uh, with Chalmers. Bob did. Yes. He, you know, if you go back and listen to it, he just kind of goes, oh, and and then I think it was Chris Piper who's with him. Yeah. Kind of talks, you know, talks over him a little bit, and it just it just didn't turn out great at the at the end. And they did the overtime; they were terrific. And uh, but the the trauma shot, I know he didn't like it. Let's take a break. Blair Kirkhoff is with us here in the uh, program. He's brought to you by our friends at Arton Frame Warehouse, framekc.com. Michael and his staff are the best when it comes to framing anything. Family photos, you got graduation photos coming up. You're going to want them uh, to be uh, remembered, but uh, also absolutely the very best when it comes to framing your sports memorabilia. Everything they frame uh, comes with a lifetime guarantee, and they're happy to deliver and install it as well. It's the only way I go. I have them install everything. They are incredible, incredibly efficient, and it looks perfect. Uh, Art and Frame Warehouse, Kansas City's best. Online at framekc.com. See them in person at 91st and Metcalf. Blair Kirkhoff is with us, uh, with us uh, brought to you by Art and Frame Warehouse, framekc.com, the best in the business here in Kansas City. When it comes to framing anything, your sports memorabilia, they're experts taking care of whatever your memorabilia is. If it's a jersey, you know, a lot of places uh, actually poke a hole in it to uh, get it uh, pinned down. That's not how Art and Frame does it. Uh, your jersey will be uh, perfectly preserved, but also look perfect, smooth, flat, uh, highlighting any patches or anything that makes it unique. Uh, they're the best true artists at Art and Frame Warehouse, framekc.com. Uh, see him in person at 9112 Metcalf. Uh, Blair, what do you make of these Kansas Jayhawks these days? How about a 29-point butt kicking? That was... Uh, Didn't see that coming. Not, not 29 points on the road. Bill uh, Self couldn't take it anymore. He said, I'm he out. He said, for the first time, he yeah. you know, excused himself from the proceedings and, um, and watched the rest from the, from the locker room. Um yeah, they're they're two games behind uh, in in the, in the loss column. So I don't think this is a Big Twelve championship team. And because I don't think it's a Big Twelve championship team, I think they should be doing everything in their power to get ready for March. If that means resting Kevin McCullough more than uh, right. more more than he might otherwise, if if they were tied for first, I, I would just make sure you're as healthy as you can be when March rolls around. And that, that to me, that includes the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, they're they're in a position if they don't finish in the top four, they'll you know they don't get the double buy, they just get the single buy. So, I I think it's it's all about NCAA tournament for the Jayhawks. Yeah. Do you uh, what, what kind of seed are you feeling for them? Well, right now I think it would be a two, uh, maybe a high two right now. And if if it stays like this, where they're you know the, what do they got? Is it six left? Yeah. Uh, Say they go four and two or three and three, I think drop another seed, maybe even a, maybe even go to a four. And what did uh, what did UConn? What was I, UConn I, last I, year? I said that they get they were probably trending towards a four or five the way they're playing with the injuries because I don't think they're going to do much better than three and three. No, right. And my buddy Tate uh, out in California uh, jumped on me immediately. I'll take that bet. Okay, they'll be they'll be they'll be three or higher. I think is what he said, and uh, so you know, standard wager uh, mm-hmm. in in classic uh, trading places style. One dollar, <laughs> uh, we have wagered on this, and I don't like my side. I think he's probably he's like you know their quality of wins early. We're phenomenal. No, nobody and, nobody had. And he's right. Wins. I I wasn't putting enough weight on that. Uh, so I think three is probably where I'd project him at right now. I mean, I'll ask you. I, I said if if I gave a Kansas fan the opportunity to take Sweet Sixteen and done, or no, roll the dice and play it out. Which would you take if you were a Kansas fan? Play it out. 
You would. Yep. I Just because it's Bill Self. Be, yeah, and because of what I saw in December. When they, when they beat UConn and Tennessee and Kentucky. They feel, and I think that's a fair point, and, and we're going to find out, and betting against Bill Self is never smart. Okay, let's start with that. But they do feel a little bit like a team that, that what, where are they progressing? Now, I will say this, in that loss, but when you lose by 29, I don't know how giddy you can get, that they got 20-plus minutes from Timberlake, they got 20-plus minutes from El Marco Jackson, and they scored. Baby steps. I know we're somewhat cheering for Johnny for taking a poo, <laughs> okay, when we do this. Well, they scored! I mean, they scored! Uh, yeah, it's what you're supposed to do, right? But a couple of threes from Timberlake, he's supposed to be sure. I can see, okay, stepping up. Now it's starting to slow down. Get him some minutes, to your point about get McCullough healthy. I agree. Get him minutes. You need more than five. Or you need seven is what I think. You can get by a game or two for six, but you need seven. You might as well get those guys going. And El Marco Jackson didn't hit a three, but he got to the got in the he lane. Did. Yeah, he did. Three for three inside showed, the arc. Got to come to the line. A little bit showed why he was the highly yeah. touted guy. You know, let's throw a lot of minutes at them, get them going like – I, again, I think that's a positive, but when you get blown up by 29, how, how much of a positive can it be? But we also saw the limitations of Hunter Dickinson. Well, yes. A, a springy guy with NBA, you know, they're looking at that kid from yes. Tech. Yep, yep. Um, um, and, and, you saw that, okay, there's the limit on his athleticism and why he's not in the league right, right now. Right, and uh, and how he can be bothered during a game, for sure. The thing about Kansas it, Surprises me is that they don't shoot a poor percentage from three. They're like at thirty-five percent. They just don't take enough. They don't take enough threes. And in in the college game these days, you you better you you better shoot plenty of threes. And they they just don't do it. It was Texas Tech, but they make six of the first eight or something. And the game was over by the first TV timeout because Tech was raining down threes. It's something Kansas doesn't do. And um, I, I think that's. They're going to have to do a little bit more beyond the arc uh, to, to be successful in the postseason. But I do like, you know, I like having a point guard that's won a national championship uh, leading your team. I like a guy like McCuller who's in his you know fifth year, and and, and Dickinson who's you know who's a veteran. They're, they're, it's a such a veteran team. KJ Adams won a national championship. That's why I, I do kind of like them in March. I like them as a veteran, talented team where depth is not as important. Um. Yeah, I I would think beyond Sweet Sixteen for them. Yeah. Um, care to comment on whether or not Mizzou's going to win a conference game? Oh man. The the uh, was fortunate this week they didn't play in the middle of the week they got <laughs> they a, didn't lose another they still didn't win woo still didn't win still, still didn't lose that's pretty good it's rough uh, I, I say they uh, they'll find a way to win one or two. Down the stretch, I think Ole Miss. The, the problem is they. Since we started talking about this at zero and six, what are they at now? Zero and eleven. They yes. lost five more since they're like, and, well, you got to win one. And and the schedule gets tougher. They they got Tennessee and Auburn coming up in the in this last six games, so or seven, whatever it is. But yeah, you know, it's it's tough, really tough. Didn't see it coming quite like this for for Mizzou. Um, yeah, but let's let's give them one or two conference wins, but. I don't think they're going to avoid being the, the 14 seed in the SEC tournament. I wonder, has anybody ever finished dead last in a power conference and come back to be uh, like, wow, you know, remember that year when he did this? Like, holy the, cow, look at the turnaround. Yeah. Is that ever? It, but it's easier to do now in basketball because of the transfer portal. It is easier, but but <laughs> it's, so it's, so it's, it is uncharted territory, but come on. Yeah. I forget about the, okay, maybe they win one. 
Would you take two wins or zero? If I had to pick one or the other, which would you take? Zero. Okay. I think that says a lot. Blair Kirkhoff, uh, brought to you by Art and Frame Warehouse. Blair, you're the man. We appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Sounds good. All right, how many quarterbacks have thrown for more yards than Patrick Mahomes did in this Super Bowl without a 100-yard receiver? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.